and welcome to Technically Iowa, a podcast highlighting female entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and all-out rock stars connected to technology in Iowa. I'm Beth Trejo, and I'll be your host for the show today. My guest speaker will be Alyssa Nolte, CMO at Decida. We have a great show for you, so stay tuned. Welcome to the show, Alyssa. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you. First, we always like to start out with a little bit of background on yourself, where are you located, and kind of your story in how you got into technology. Yeah, so I am originally from Pella, Iowa, just south of Des Moines, and I moved to Cedar Falls to go to UNI. Went to UNI from 2009 to 2013, and I never really intended to get into science or technology. I was a psychology major and a marketing major, and I really always thought I would end up in the corporate world. So I was really intrigued by the founders of our company, Bill and Mike, what they were doing and what they were building. So, you know, when I was ready to graduate, I was looking at those big corporate jobs and looking at all those places where I could go and where I could be. And I really just decided I loved Cedar Falls. I loved Iowa and I wanted to stay here in the state. And I was really interested in what the crew at Decida was up to and wanted to be a part of it. Cool. So tell me a little bit about what you guys do at Decida and just a brief background of the company. Absolutely. So we are a design research company and we work with companies all over the world to help create better online web experiences, better advertising experiences, and make it for easier for customers to say yes to making a purchase. So we use eye tracking technology to do that. We can actually see quite literally through the eyes of the target audience to help our customers create better experiences. I love that. I was looking a little bit at your website and I think it's fascinating that you guys really use the data leader design, which I think is so important these days so that you're creating an experience that customers love and you know it's kind of rooted in truth. Absolutely. You know, advertising is a staple of our lives. We can't get away from it. So our whole goal is to make it less of a pain, more of an experience, more of something that you actually want to participate in and actually something you want to do so that, you know, you don't have a hard time finding something on a website or or it's not cumbersome to experience advertising because it's not something that's going away. Exactly. My company, Chatterkick, we're a social media agency, and we were talking on our team last week, and one of the team members said that that's how they described what we did as a company to their grandmother was that, you know those ads you see come across Facebook? Well, we want to make them suck less. <laughs> we want to make sure they're not annoying. And so, I actually tell my clients, our job is to make your website suck less. Yeah, see? Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, on the same page. There's definitely a lot of advertising that's annoying out there. And I'm glad to hear that there's fellow Iowans on a similar path. So tell me a little bit. You said you went to UNI, correct? Yes. Looking back, what advice would you give to kind of your younger self or any college student on resources to join that startup or technology community? As I mentioned, you know, I was not someone who went to college wanting to be an entrepreneur and go into small business. I had never really opened my mind to that because my father worked in a large business conglomerate. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. So I really only was looking at what I had previously experienced. So I think that that's what I would tell people is just because you know what you've experienced doesn't mean that that has to guide your future direction. I would have encouraged my younger self to try a bunch of new things I'd never tried before and reach out in ways that I would never have expected to um, try something simply because I'd never done it before. 
That's awesome. I definitely think, you know, that's so important as you're trying to figure out, even graduating in different degrees. You know, I was a PR major and I thought, what was I going to do like in public relations? But being able to try things out, whether that's volunteer work or within internships or even being in business, really helps you figure out what you really want to do. And that startup community is usually, um, you know, willing to to take interns or let you try it out a little bit. Absolutely. I think too many kids go into a college experience only looking for what their end goal is going to be and not focusing on the whole journey through the entire college experience. If you're only focused on, I'm going to be a PR major and I'm going to get a PR job, then you might close yourself off to an avenue that could be really exciting. Agreed. hundred percent. How about just the fact that you're a female in the technology space? Do you feel like that's affected the way that you think about yourself or your role or how others think about you? I think it was definitely hard for me at first because I noticed myself in the first couple of years in this job, in this role, I would box myself in rather than stand up and put myself in the tech world. I would rely on my male counterparts to smooth the way for me sometimes. And it finally came to a point where I realized that wasn't helping me or helping the company because at the end of the day, I was diminishing and slowing and roadblocking my own success and the company's success simply because I had this internal stereotype that this was a man's world in the tech world. So it took some very strong women around me to help me finally get that confidence to stand up and push forward and be assertive in the tech world and know that it's not just a man's world. Women can play here and they do play here. Yeah, I love it. And even throughout the state of Iowa, I think that there's a lot of really great female entrepreneurs and leaders in that technology space. And that was one of the reasons the Technology Association of Iowa wanted to do a podcast like this is really just to say, hey, there's people out there making big leaps and changes in Mm -hmm. in this industry. And I mean, it's great to connect everybody. Absolutely. I think without those women who'd done it before and who'd built businesses before kind of kicking me in the butt and saying, stop acting this way and get out there and do it, I would be in a wholly different place. Tell me a little about your role at Decida. You're the CMO there. And what have you learned about just human behavior and how that science that kind of connects us plays a part in it? I loved this company because psychology was my first passion. I've always loved psychology. I think it's very interesting, but I didn't want to go into counseling or, or go to graduate school for counseling. So I had to find something that was basically psychology at its core. And for me, that was marketing. So when I found this company, it's like the perfect blend of marketing and psychology for me. And what I've really discovered about people, whether it's clients or people who are participating in our research or the researchers themselves, everyone just wants to be listened to and have their voice be heard and make great decisions based on what people are saying. And then on the flip side, our clients want to understand truly what their target audience is trying to say and what they want out of that. So I think as cheesy as that sounds, everyone wants to be heard. Everyone wants to have a say in how their experience is created and be personalized to them. Awesome. I I can completely relate to that. Well, now it's time for a little game. So according to a recent article in Entrepreneur Magazine, some of the things that everyone has challenges to get past are the ones that we kind of place in front of us. According to the author of this article, they were pretty much talking about the things we should start saying no to more often. I know I'm guilty of that. I know there's probably others out there that are guilty to that. 
So two that they mentioned, um, I'll list here, but I'm interested to hear about what you've had to start saying no to more often and, and that advice you'd recommend to others. Two of the, the top ones that they gave were situations that make you angry. Another one that they listed was unhealthy habits that felt good, which is, in my case, junk food, sugar, um, all the things that are easy to just, you know, give you a little perk in the day, but definitely short term, not not so much on the long term goals. What, what thoughts do you have on that? What advice would you give others that we should just really stop? start saying no to more often? I think we should absolutely start saying no to things more often. For me, it's saying no to to time sucks, things that take a lot of my time that might not be beneficial for me or people I love. So for me, I have to think about my time as a resource and it being a finite resource and allocating my time to things that are important to me. So to my family, I have a, I have a two-year-old and a husband and allocating plenty of time to them to make sure that they're healthy and well and satisfied and that I'm getting to spend all the time I want to spend with them and putting time into my business and, and the company we're building so that, you know, not only my personal achievements, but the people who work for us have a place to work and have jobs to support their families and doing things that are important to me in the community and making sure that I'm allocating all of those resources in a way that doesn't burn me out allowing some personal time and personal resources for myself to do what I like to do, like read and watch movies and, and hang out with my family. So for me, my kind of life motto is be all in or be all out and make the moments count. So what that means to me is if you can't 100% dedicate yourself to the moment that you're in, then it might be time to look for something different to fill that moment. I love that. I find myself doing that, you know, when I'm trying to catch up from work in the evenings or like evenings are just not a good time for my brain. I just I mm-hmm. I, I right. try to make more mistakes and maybe they're little mistakes like spelling errors or overlooking something that's not necessarily critical. But if you don't give yourself some of that time to, to say no and to to have other relationships besides just work, I think that the quality increases in in both places. Absolutely. Um, You know, when I first got started, I felt like I had to be superwoman and I had to do everything that came my way, take every opportunity because you never know where it would lead, join every committee, be on every group, go to every event. And I found myself only really seeing, you know, my family when it was bedtime. That became an unhealthy situation for my family because I had run myself so thin with everything else going on in my life that I wasn't leaving any quality time for them. Yep. Been there. hundred percent agree. Trying to be better, but I've definitely been in that same. It's thing. hard. It is. It's definitely a challenge, especially when you have young kids. And I started Chatter Kick, which we're out of Sioux City. And I started, I had a, a one and a half year old. And within days of quitting my previous job, found out I was pregnant with my second child. So it was two little kids. My husband's studying for his CPA and it was just some craziness for a while. All right. Well, now it's time to share a little bit of our life hacks. One of the questions that we'd like to talk about today, your favorite apps or things to make travel a little bit easier. Do you have to travel a lot in your current role? 
I do and I don't. I feel like it's all kind of clustered all at once. So I kind of travel all in one like season. So what are some apps or tips that um, you want to share with our listeners to make maybe make the time pass a little bit quicker or um, be a little bit more productive, I guess, if that's the case? For me, when I go to a new city, it's really important to me that I do things I could never do anywhere else. So um, I refuse to eat at chain restaurants. I want to eat at a local place that only exists in that city. So I'm not, you know, hitting McDonald's. I'm going to try to find a cool restaurant in the town that no one's ever heard of. Um, I use Google Guides for that. It's a an app where people uh, submit reviews that have been selected by Google of people who are traveling around and they give reviews, they have pictures, they tell you what kind of a place it is, if you should dress up, if it's more casual, what the wait time might be. And I found that that's been really helpful because it's kind of shown me what the locals are doing and where the locals are going and where the locals would recommend. Awesome. Is that a separate app than just your Google Maps app? I think it can be a separate app, but I'm also pretty sure if you just like go to the menu of your Google Maps, it, there should be a Google local section. And it's it's been really helpful. I found some of the best food I've ever had or some of the best experiences I've ever had when traveling. And that really helps the time and being away from friends and family make, make it a little bit easier. Love it. I'm a huge fan of podcasts. So if I didn't have either audiobooks or podcasts. Audiobooks, podcasts. Uh, I'm a big reader, so I read a lot. Me too. Cool. What's one of your favorite podcasts? Right now I'm listening to, it's called Pod Save America. I'm also like a secret politics junkie. So it's just a political analysis of everything that's going on in the political landscape. It's um, a bunch of former Obama White House staffers who get together and they're actually really quite funny and they have really insightful analysis into everything that's going on. What's that one called again? Pod Save America. I also like Stuff You Missed in History class and it's all about different things that happened in history that don't often get talked about. Cool. One of my favorites is food podcast, which seems a little weird because it's just they talk about food. They don't really, right. <laughs> you don't have any visuals, but it's called Blended Table. And then another one that I love is The Gimlet Shows. It's a great podcast if you haven't had a chance to listen to it. I'll I'd definitely check it out. Thank you so much for your thoughts and joining us today. We really appreciate it and hope you have a good rest of your week. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. The Technology Association of Iowa is proud to be a uniting force for Iowa's technology community. You can visit technologyiowa.org to learn more about how to get involved. Thank you for listening to this episode.